What's up, what's up? Welcome to Set Apart. I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Wanam, and today you are in for a treat because my girl is joining me for part two of this podcast series, Tori Alford. Last week, we had the honor of speaking at a women's Bible study, and this second half got deleted. Don't worry about it. So we re-recorded it just for you. <laughs> okay, so Tori's the real deal. And I have to say that this podcast is making my heart come alive more and more every week. And to hear from you guys and to hear testimonies about what God is doing in other countries, in other cities, in other states, it means a lot to me. And so I love the feedback. So please share, get online, write a written review. It helps get the word out there. I have to read one to you right now. This made my heart so happy. Mindy Woodward, thank you for the five-star rating. She said, real and honest. Jamie Lynn Wanow is about as real and honest as it comes. She's really the real deal in real life. Her perspective is clear and freeing for those who want to live in the box. She gives us freedom to be more and bigger and throw away the box. The more I hear, the more I'm excited and hopeful again. Thanks, Jamie Lynn. Mindy, thank you so much for giving this feedback. It makes my heart happy to know you find value in this. And I'm so glad you're throwing away that box, girl, because you're not meant to be inside it, nor is the Lord. So get your seatbelts on and get ready for part two of this podcast today with my girl, Tori Alford. Miss Victoria Alford is her Instagram handler name, and I encourage you to go follow her. But share this podcast. Get the word out there. Let people know you're listening to it. Tag me in it so I know who our Set Apart family is. I love you guys so much and can't wait to have events one day, whatever this may become. I just can't wait to see you all in person. Blessings to you, and I hope you enjoy this week's podcast, Set Apart. Okay, what's up, everybody? I'm here with my one and only girl. What's up? Hello. (laughs) How's it going? It's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) We just, like, had an amazing time last week sharing live, which was our part one of this two-part podcast release. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was so fun. So what I wanted to do, because our recording cut out, Um, So we are re-recording the second part for everybody tuning in. We had asked people, we had asked each other questions live. We were invited to share our testimony at a Bible study. And the first part is last week's podcast. podcast. And this week we're doing the second part. And what's cool is we just get to do it again because we have the questions. And it was so powerful. Um, We wanted to share a little bit of what we saw the Holy Spirit do when we were done sharing to encourage all of you who are taking the time to listen today, we really believe that when people share their testimonies that the Holy Spirit shows up and speaks to everybody so uniquely and so powerfully. So how did you see the Holy Spirit moving last week after we spoke? Yeah, I I thought it was really profound. Just the fact that like we got to share our testimony and people were moved towards God because of it, right? So we talk a lot about obedience and what it looks like to – spend time with God. And then the fact that people were moved by that and moved, part of it was moved in in repentance, right? Um, But they were drawn into the father's heart because of that. Yeah. So it was really cool and profound and um, meant a lot to me because I didn't know that that was the response that we would get, you know? Yeah. I wasn't expecting it. I mean, to see moms weeping and people saying the Holy Spirit's been sharing these things with me. And I just, not been listening and I feel very convicted and when I hear that I'm like that's the Holy Spirit that's not 
Jamie Lynn convicting somebody. The Holy Spirit is who convicts people. And that is every time I've, there's ever been change in my life, there's been a deeper wave of conviction. Yeah. And to me, that's a dictator of, whoa, I'm, I'm a bride. I'm a daughter. I'm a friend of God who's maturing. Because when I hear that, it's what I do when I hear that, that I think is what develops that maturity. <laughs> totally. And as he's calling us deeper and into more revelation of him, we have to walk out the convictions that he puts on our heart. Totally. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. And, and it's such an honor. I was talking to Tori about this earlier, but it just feels like such an honor to be part of her story and her to be part of mine. Because the thing that's so loud to me right now, and I'm saying this because I know it's for somebody tuning in, is... When you hear our stories, though they're same, same, but different, Mm -hmm. um, the thing that's powerful is we really need one another. Like the way that I am, the way that I, the acceleration that has happened in this season is not only from my quiet time with God, but it's my quiet time alone with God in his word, speaking with him, partnered with my friendships and community because Tori corrects me and she encourages me and she calls me higher and I do the same for her because we have given each other that place and that's what friendship should look like yeah you know the the people that you run closest with that's what Lance and I do for one another that's what Tori and her husband Henry do for one another and that is to me that is such that's a standard that I want to see the world have our friends who run together who encourage one another who call one another higher and it's it's just like a love like yeah. a, a really strong act of love, I think, to participate in that. Totally. I love I love seeing how much, <laughs> even from three months ago or six months ago, you know, how different we are because of that. Totally. Just the pursuit of God and the ironing, sharpening iron factor. It is. It's worth it. It can yeah. hurt sometimes in the moment, too. But in that, we can share that. Tori and I do want to do a series about friendship because we, we both feel very passionate about that. And we will. But I... I'm excited to release that with you to help people learn what we've learned without having to walk through it or just be able to dive into something deeper or be encouraged by what they're already doing. Totally. Totally, totally. Yes. Okay. So let's dive into part two with these questions. And I think you're up. Oh, whenever I think of a testimony, I always thought before we shared ours actually, but that it was the, the relationship you've had with the Lord, like, your life and what that looks like. And then God swoops in, saves you, and then your life after that. So it's like the light and the dark contrast. But you had an experience with the Lord that totally shifted everything for you. But you had been walking with the Lord all your life. And then this encounter happened. And then your life was different after that. Could you expand a little bit on what that was in your life and how that looked and what after looks like for you? Yeah. Okay, that... This is true. So a lot of people, like for me and for you, we've known the Lord our whole life. So we've walked yeah. with him. So I don't, like you said um, in the first podcast last week, in part one, you didn't have like a BC. Like you've always just known the Lord. And for me, I don't know of a time where I was ever without him unless I was in a sinful moment. You know, that's me turning my back from him and missing the mark. But for me, it was never a full on walkout. But, you know, um, yeah. so I would say two and a half years ago, I had this encounter. So my friends all know Jamie Lynn follows the Lord. She walks close with the Lord. That's just my life. 
But I've never been the same since two and a half years ago. I was directing a conference at Upper Room Dallas. And I remember the theme was like for the volunteers, we were like, hey, we're going to we're going to have Martha's. OK, our theme is Martha's. So our job is to be like Martha with accessing the gift of serving so that we can lay out a table for everybody to come and eat um, and encounter Jesus. But the moment he comes and sits at the table, that Martha hat comes off and we sit with him because that mm-hmm. is the most important thing. And so one of the things was like, I, one of the examples that I gave them was like, if you need to work the shirt table, but something is happening with you and Jesus, that's so profound, please don't get up and go work the shirt table. Somebody else can pop in and phone for you. Like, please do your job. But at the same time, he always will take precedence, you know, like we are here to be with him. And if he shows up, we're not selling shirts. Yeah. <laughs> so it was one of those conferences, which that was just the theme. And so um, here we are in an afternoon session and somebody, we're in a healing session. Somebody's preaching about healing and the power of healing. And there's a guy in the room that had never prayed for healing before. So he brings that person up to the front, the speaker does, and there's like a word of knowledge. So they knew they were asking if there's somebody by the name Sheila who had flat feet. And this is so funny. There wasn't a woman in the room named Sheila with flat feet, but somebody's friend was, and they called her and got her on the phone. So he runs up to the front and puts her on speakerphone over the microphone so we can all hear her. And he has this guy who's never prayed for healing before pray for this girl on the phone. Well, we can't see it happening, but you can tangibly feel the presence of God as this girl's like, she has to pull over on the side of the highway because she's getting prayed for her feet are on fire and arches are being formed in her feet. Wow. From a guy who's never prayed for healing before. And I was so in awe of that moment in God and his presence and how good God was. He formed arches in somebody's feet. That's a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody, it's like, yeah, that's amazing. But then I just felt the Lord present himself. And it was like, you can choose to go here with me or you can choose to keep directing. And I knew directing the conference. And I knew if I chose to go there with him that it might get a little messy. And I was sitting next to my boyfriend, who's my husband now. And I just didn't even care. There was a man in the room who had had cancer we were praying for. And I got up and I ran with full faith that he would be made whole. And I just wept at his feet. And if you were in this giant room that holds 600 people, you heard me. Like, you heard me, and I I couldn't control it. I couldn't help it. I was so amazed at what the Lord was sharing with me when I was weeping at this man's feet. I'm telling you, like, things that I can't share from a stage. Like, there were so many powerful things that happened in that moment. It was like he came again. You can you can be done or you can keep going. And it was like before he even finished presenting, I got up and I sprinted to the back of the building and I was on the ground for three hours. And oh my goodness. I know it was it was crazy. And this is what's cool. I physically couldn't control what was happening, but those opportunities came where I could choose to go deeper or not. So it's like it reminds me of Deuteronomy thirty, I present life and death to you. And I know that sounds really extreme, but this is what had happened in this time on the floor. So I'm crying and I'm weeping. Three people are in the room with me, three women, because it was like they kind of had to take care of me in a sense. But I was shaking and he was shaking everything that wasn't holy out of me. Hmm. And as I was shaking, 
it hurts. I mean, it, it almost hurts. Like, I can't explain it. It's like, well, why would God hurt you? And I'm like, listen, I know it was God. <laughs> and I was shaking. And Jesus walked up to me and he took my heart out of my chest and he gave me a new heart. And he said, this is yours and it's perfect and whole. And in order to maintain this, you need to water it with my spirit and feed it with my word. And I knew that that was the simple blueprint to maintaining a pure whole heart. And as I continued in this encounter, a lot of things happened. I began to see people the way God sees them. He didn't see them for their past. He didn't see them from the mistakes they made, the sin, all that, whatever they were operating it. No, like he truly saw them with a whole perfect heart and only like loves us as though that's who we are right now. That's how good his love is. And it was so amazing to me. I knew our world would be perfect if we saw each other the way God saw, like the way that God sees each of us. And I also saw like this moment where God shows up all the time to people and he, he'll reveal himself and he'll, and he'll, he, there's always like this invitation to go deeper with him. But so many of us in America, listen, I've been guilty of these moments myself. will say, Oh no, I don't want to look like that girl on the floor over there shaking and weeping. I'm good. But we don't realize we're actually saying no to something that God is presenting to us. And that made me weep even more. I'm like, how did we not know? And so I, then I began to hear, um, that phrase. Um, I always thought it just meant many are called, but few are chosen. And I used to dissect that and it was over and over again. Many are called, but few are chosen. And growing up, I always thought that meant, well, God calls a lot of people, but then he only chooses a few people from that. (laughs) And then it switched to everyone is called, but few choose me. And that's what I began to weep over. It's like, if we only knew how good he was, we would all be willing to lose everything, our pride, our dignity, everything that we own to gain everything, which is in him. So we would willing, we would be willing to have nothing to have everything. And that's what that scripture reminded me of. And so I felt like when God did that, he burned my life message in me on holiness And it was so freeing and so liberating. When I came out of that encounter, a lot of things changed. You and I were walking close together. I ended up um, breaking up with my boyfriend, who's now my husband. But I laid him completely down because I knew it's like I could see things clearly. I knew that we would never be able to move forward if we stayed together then. Because just a lot of things that were happening during that season And it was the hardest thing I've ever done truly in my life. It sounds so trivial, but that's for another time. I'd love to share that with people, but it's just not time to share that yet. But you watched me do that. And then um, the Lord, then all of a sudden, like I, I haven't had, I think I had one drink since then, but alcohol feels so sinful to me. I'm not saying that it's a sin. So if you're listening, like, I think one of the most important things when you, hear people speak and this should be true of the speakers my conviction is not your conviction so I don't have a measuring stick within me that's measuring you to my standard (laughs) because we each hear the Holy Spirit differently and so Tori and I even in our friendship um, one of us won't agree with the other but like it's okay and then honestly we the other ends up catching up with the other back and forth this thing that happens with us but we never we never 
force the other person to believe it or try to convince the other person of it being true. It's just like, hey, this is what I feel convicted of, which causes us to go sit with Jesus and get his heart for it. So all that to say, I can't explain it. I just know from that moment, and I have to trust that moving forward, the reason why I don't drink has to do with my calling. And I don't really feel like I need a whole lot of answers from that. Like, I'm super happy this way. So all this to say, there are things like that that don't even fully make sense to me, but do make sense to me that I don't do anymore. And I've been like the tangible fruit of my life has changed forever. I feel like there's been an acceleration since then and open doors and this trust that goes so deep with God to know that holiness really does look like freedom. And so that testimony for me has changed my life and been one, you know, other than this other time I got baptized in the Holy Spirit was amazing. But this was one of the most influential moments. And it came when I have a life of following the Lord. And it came when I was 29 years old. Yeah. <laughs> So to me, I'm like, and I just turned 32. So to me, I'm like, that's pretty crazy that I, I, I can't wait for more moments like that with God. But anyways, that is my testimony. I love the fact that I was able to walk with you through that too. And just see yeah. how different you look from before and after, you know, yeah. and just totally. how much more you reflect the father's love. It's so cool to see that. That's awesome. See, and that's encouraging to hear your friends say, and you're like, that's God. <laughs> yeah, totally. I can't, I can't produce that in myself. That comes with him. But you know what? Even that, like what you're saying, like walking with you, I've seen you walk with God in the same way. And my message is holiness. And you have a message that has been absolutely beautiful. And it's coming out. And I declared this over you at the Bible study that you're going to be a best-selling author and that your book is going to touch so many people that you've started writing and that it's just something you grow more and more and you exude to everybody who knows you as you continue to pursue Jesus. So it's purity. And I'm curious, would you share with our set apart family, what does purity mean to you? And do you have any examples of what that could look like? Yeah, totally. So I grew up thinking that purity and virginity were the same, you know, so if you're a virgin, you're pure and vice versa. And if you weren't, then you were not pure anymore, you know? And I remember um, a guy friend of mine came to me and told me, and he was an amazing man of God. He is an amazing man of God. And we had a, we were just really good friends, completely platonic, um, served in the ministry together. And he went away to college and then he came home when, Christmas break and we were sitting out talking and he started weeping and told me that, you know, he had lost his virginity and um, how sad he he was because of it and that he's completely turned away from that. Like he's not active in that anymore or whatever, but was brokenhearted the fact that he had sinned. Right. And so the thing that broke my heart though, he goes, well, what's, what stinks is I'm no longer pure. And immediately a light bulb went off in my head And it was like, uh, what, (laughs) you know, and this righteous anger rose up in me. And at that point, like I would have agreed with him before that, but then, you know, revelation and Holy spirit swoops in, you know, and I started getting pictures of, um, people that I had known that from the outside, you would have assumed they're pure, but then it says, you know, not pure and people that you would assume (laughs) 
are not pure. The Lord says pure. And then he took me to the Bible and the Pharisees would have looked pure. You know, they had, they were, they walked in that not letting anything happen, you know, whatever. Yeah. But then David did all kinds of stuff, but the Lord considered him pure. Right. And the Lord started showing me how it was a heart posture. You know, sin reflects your heart, but you can also, you can sin in your heart and it not be external, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I was looking up the definition of purity and the, on Google, it is um, without adulteration. And as soon as I read that, I got a picture of a rope and, or like, like a three, like a cord, right? A rope or whatever. And it was between my heart and God's heart. And he said, this is what purity is. It's this um, love that we have for each other. It's the communication. It's this, you know, it's our hearts intertwined, right? Yeah. So then the rope like split it off a little bit. So part of it was still connected to his and then a piece of it was now connected to something else. And he goes, this is impurity. And he started showing me that it wasn't like, it could have been sex. It could have been drugs. It could have been um, lying. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's what took us away from purity. And all you have to do is sever that and bring it right back. Right. So for me, purity is just, it's about your relationship with the father and cutting off anything that's getting in the way of that. Yeah. That's, you know, so really good. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's, it's like, um, it's a state of being. It's not like an, it's not like, um, Oh, are you pure? Like, yeah. um, Are you walking in purity? It's like, you can say that in your friendships with girls, with guys, you can say that with, your relationships with your family, you can say that with um, the way that you choose to even think or walk with yourself before the Lord. Like Totally. That's a really cool picture. I love that. Thank you. And it goes hand in hand with what your calling is. You know, like holiness is what you're all about. And to our generation, sometimes like both of them are like kind of turn your nose up to it or they're off-putting. Totally. You know, but what does that actually mean to you? Like what does holiness look like? in your day-to-day yeah. life. I know we've talked about this a lot about the difference between purity and holiness and they're same, same, but different kind of thing, yeah. but like our stories. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I think one of the things that we've both said at different times is like, you, you know, you can't produce purity in yourself and I can't produce holiness. I can't try and be holy and you can't try and be pure. Yeah. But as we continue to spend time with Jesus, we become more like him and he is pure. He is holy. And Holiness to me is living in the complete, full, heavenly identity that God created Jamie Lynn to walk in on this earth. It is being set apart and not letting the world, not not allowing myself to be tainted by the world and not um, not being in agreement with that sin nature and darkness. Like, So practically speaking, examples are um, the areas of my life that have changed so drastically. I... I I think it's so weird because you and I talk about this stuff like randomly all the time, but Mm -hmm. like, I cannot recommend a movie anymore that used to be one of my favorite movies because I would probably never watch it now ever. Or like, so when I am watching my husband and I, thank you Lord that, that we are married to the men that we are. And, um, 
in the in the sense that it's happened at the same time in a lot of things in our marriages and not in everything but in a lot of things but for us it's been the it's been the movies like we spend more time looking for movies than we actually do watching movies and tv isn't a huge thing in our family household anymore because there's so many dark things so this is what i mean by holiness if there's a a lustful sexual spirit in a show we will i will not watch it because i don't want that thing to come i don't want to agree with that and i believe that what i'm watching i'm eating with my eyes yeah. right and and so then inwardly i'm having to filter through that i don't want to have to even filter through it and in the past i used to be like oh it's fine i'll fast forward it but to me like that whole program is agreeing this sounds so extreme but to me now it it like i don't want to come into agreement with that and another thing is like fear like oh my goodness i used to be afraid of being alone afraid that somebody's going to break in the house and kill me or something I'm like what shows <laughs> what murder mystery shows am I watching that's causing me to feel like this is so normal every day yeah. and don't get me wrong this world is dark but I'm not caused I'm not created to live in fear but fear was coming out of the tv and coming at me and then it's also like what are the things that um I'm listening to music wise like I love rap my husband and I met rapping in the church but I would never listen to the sexual perversion music of Oh, and drinking and drugs and alcohol. It's like the, the beat means nothing when the words are grotesque and I'm letting that into my ear gates and into my body and I'm digesting it and I'm eating it. And if I become what I behold, I don't want any of that to come out. of It has to come out somehow, whatever I let in. And I don't want that to come out of me. So I don't want to put that in, in me either. And I would also say like something that you and I have talked a lot about or like even podcasts that I listen to is it something that's cause that's saying like Jamie Lynn what you can build on your own is going to take you so much further than you ever thought well to me holiness is building with God I don't want to get to heaven one day and be like look what I did for you God I became a millionaire and I did this and I had a tv show and I was an incredible artist and he's like you didn't do any of that with me like I'm called to like Sandy was saying today, one of our friends, I'm called to co-create with God in all yeah. that I do. Whether it's my words, whether it's my creative, whatever I build on this earth, I want to build with God because he's the one that maintains it. I don't want to have to be the one that maintains it because it will fall eventually if I do. And it's a lot of hard work, stress, and striving to build it on my own. So those are a lot of examples. But to me, like, practically speaking, that is what holiness has done to me. That's what the blood of Jesus has done to Jamie Lynn. I feel like I'm a victim to the blood of Jesus. And those are things that I do because I delight in the Lord, not because I have to. Like, to me, religion is, I can't do that because it has it in there. No. And it's harsh and it's mean and it's, it feels like I have to. But love, like, I want to do something other than watch that. I actually desire to not watch that. I desire to be with you God and if you wouldn't sit down and watch this with me or listen to this or participate in this conversation with girls that's not honoring about somebody else I don't want to be a part of it either yeah yeah you and I talk about these things all the time because I'm constantly getting pulse checks and um so are you just about different things that we're learning yeah and growing and you walk at your salvation through fear and trembling. So it's con it's a constant communicative with the Lord. And 
totally. things will be brought up and deeper convictions will be filled and yeah, yeah 100%. I love, I love some of the stories you shared with me though because I know I just shared examples but do you have examples that you could share what it means to practically walk in purity because I think you have some amazing ones. Yeah so um, TV was a big one for me ever since I was really little that I I just heard you know we don't have the spirit of fear. Fear is not from the Lord. So I didn't understand as like an eight-year-old why anybody would watch a scary movie because you're letting that in to your, your atmosphere, you know, your, your soul. And so I just never watched them. And then as I got older, um, I really guarded a lot of like the sexual um, stuff in movies and wouldn't let that in while all my friends would go see something. I didn't know why, but I would just stay home because I felt like the Lord said I wasn't supposed to watch that. And it wasn't actually until I was writing out this little testimony and kind of like reflecting back on stuff that I realized that I was guarded. You know, the Lord guarded me because he gave me that conviction and I obeyed. Right. And so I didn't let a lot of that into my my eye gates or my ear gates. so, So I never battled with it. You know, like, of course there's temptations, but the temptation arises and there's nothing in you that goes toward it because it's not something that's been repeated in your heart and your mind and whatever. Right. So, so I was, I love the fact that I was able to marry my husband and give him me. And he's the only man that's ever had me because I guarded myself since I was really little. Yeah. And that was, so it was never even a thing for me, you know? So, um, but another thing was I was listening, I think it was Bill Johnson gave this example a long time ago and it stuck with me, but he talked about how if you're in the rainforest and you take that tree and you move it into the desert, you know, it's not going to grow the same way because the climate's different, the environment's different, the soil's different, everything's different. And he talked about how seed needs to be in the environment that it was created for for it to fully grow and flourish. And so he started talking about, you know, the word of God is seed and the word of God, you know, the Bible and the, and the word, the prophetic words and the relationship I have with the Lord when I receive words, like that's all seed to my soul. And, and it comes from heaven, right? So kingdom come, it comes from heaven. Well, the environment it grows best in then is in heaven, which is in the presence of God. Yeah. And in that purity and righteousness and holiness and all good things. Right. Yeah. Um, And if I'm not stewarding that environment around me and with what, what I watch and the situations I let myself be in and just my, like my home, you know, Mm -hmm. then the seed and the word of God that's in me can't fully flourish to its full capacity because it's not in the environment it was created for. That's good. And so for me, and it's the same thing with holiness, right? That's the same thing you're doing is creating the environment and, you know, with your new heart, watering your heart with the word of God and and sitting in his presence. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, So for me, purity is just, you know, sitting there and guarding I mean, really, I mean, as a woman, you're guarding your womb. Yeah. Because that seed is there and it's growing, you know? Good. I mean, That's it's good. for everybody, but as a, like, as a woman, you feel that. Yeah. So 
That's really good, especially you know all the all these seeds grow into a garden. It's like, what kind of garden are you going to have one day? And yeah. are any of the seeds like what soil, what atmosphere? I mean, this is biblical. It's like, what soil is the seed going to land on? Yeah. <laughs> like what what atmosphere are you fostering in your home or around you personally? Like if there's a lot of women too. I know something that I had mentioned and we've talked about before. Like. I, I have a lot of friends, a lot of girlfriends who come up to me more than you can imagine um, or that I thought was there because this for me wasn't something that I had quote unquote battled or struggled growing up with. Um, a lot of women struggle with like pornography or masturbation or um, other types of sexual sin. And yet then they're posting about different TV shows that are extremely lustful and dark. And it's like, how... It's, it's as though like an alcoholic is trying to recover from alcohol yet from that, from that addiction yet every once in a while, you know, they're, they're, they're around everybody who's drinking. They're not setting themselves up in their environment to succeed. Yeah. And I think that that's something that's important. And this can sound really extreme for a lot of people and that's okay. Like that's what this podcast is for is to encourage people and to just give a perspective of our journey with God, whoever whatever guest comes on here, we all have a journey with God and your journey is so important, but for you to be who the Lord made you to be, it requires you to say no to a lot of things that the world invites you into because God is not the world. The world hated Jesus. And he said that we will be hated by the world because we love him. Those who proclaim his good news. I don't expect everybody to understand or agree with the way that I walk, but I also didn't expect them to walk the same way that I do um, in or have the same story that I have. And so I have a lot of patience in the journey with my friends who aren't on the same page with me in every area. And they have that with me too, because we love one another. <laughs> yeah. And, and one day, if that journey is for us too, then the Lord will convict us on it because not everything I feel quote unquote convicted on is sinful but it would be for me, but it's not necessarily a sin. Yeah, because you, you would just be disobeying what you know the Lord told for you specifically. Exactly. Yeah, so it's about obedience. It's yeah. Yeah. I love, I love what you said, um, I think, two weeks ago when we were hanging out. And I think you might have mentioned it, too, um, in the last podcast. But purity and holiness cannot happen without obedience. Yeah. It's like a journey of hearing God's voice like you talked about so beautifully last week. We hear his voice, and when we hear it, are we going to choose to choose him in that moment or to keep choosing the world? Because we have life or death right there. And, oh, my goodness, if we knew the victory and the beauty that came and the freedom. I love – are you not happier than you've ever been in life? Oh, my gosh. Like, is it not crazy? It's, it's insane. And it's not just because we're newlyweds people, okay? <laughs> it really is like there's this settling within me that life only gets better the older I get because I become more like him. Yeah. Learn more about him. Hear <laughs> him more clearly. Him. Feel, understand who you are because he's speaking directly to who you are. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Relationships so- only get sweeter. They do. They really, <laughs> really do. And I love that. And what do you have any words of encouragement for people listening in as we close this up? Um, I 
And I, th- I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, um, but I really, really feel like this is a season of acceleration. And so in that season, like you can jump on or you don't have to, you know, yeah. the, the invitation is there. Um, part of that is being really diligent with your time with the Lord and setting aside time. And then as he tugs on your heart, allowing yourself to go deeper. Um, yeah. And as I'm reading the scripture, I'm like, okay, I'm like, technically I'm done because it's like, like I have my Bible plan or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, the Lord's like, no, 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 I'm not done yet. Like, let's keep going. So like I journal <laughs> and I pray and I worship and I, I go deeper until I feel, you know, but you never actually feel done, you know, but you, you <laughs> yeah. know, you, you, you dig in and dive and go deeper. And then the yeah. other thing is, is I would just encourage everybody to say, Lord, if there's anything in my life that doesn't reflect you or that you want to convict, you know, that, that there's conviction on, yeah. then bring that before the Lord because he is faithful and so good to constantly perfect his bride yes, and to yes. constantly um, remind you and love you. And it's all in gentleness and kindness. And it's yeah. always so much freer on the other side. Yeah. So is. I would bring that before the Lord and ask like, Lord, what are you convicting me of? Cause it would look different than Jamie Lynn. It could look different than me. It can, you know, at the next person. Yeah. It's your conviction. Totally. So it's really, good. I'd bring that before the Lord because especially in this season, you need to cultivate your environment as you're diving. Yeah. You know, totally. What are you diving into? Yeah. <laughs> what are, you know, it's almost like when you say that, I get a picture of what are you taking with you into the deep end of the water? What spiritual environment, like what, what is latching on to you? What are you holding on to that's going into the deep end with you? Yeah, is the it- inner tube won't help you get down there. Exactly. <laughs> and just, just like, what do you want to be deep in the deep end with? Like in the deep depths, like, cause the further we go in life, the deeper we get in whatever it is that we're putting our hands to. And yeah. I believe that if you're listening, I believe that you are hungry and I, I believe you're a hungry one for the Lord. You already probably follow him and know him. And there's always those who know him always know that there's so much more. And it's like, it's like only he can satisfy the thirst, but it's still not enough because we still remain thirsty because there's so much more yeah. to learn from him and to know from him until the day we're in heaven with him. And so if you're listening, I want to encourage you, like, first of all, let me declare this over here. You are set apart. You are holy. You are pure. You are blameless. He sees you whole, perfect, and strong. And it is okay if you have not been spending time with him. Because guess what? It just takes a moment of choosing to spend time with him today in your car driving, whatever that may be, and just worshiping him and thanking him for who he is. It just takes a moment to turn back, realign and be like, God, I'm coming after you again. And I feel you and I want to be with you. And so don't be hard on yourself. Just get back up and keep walking towards him and watch what he does in your life. Um, so Tori, thank you so much for hopping on here with me and encouraging our friends and family. Well, thank you for having me. I had fun. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I love, I love having these conversations with you. This is like our real life when we're not even recording a podcast. So. Yeah, this is just what we talked about. <laughs> it really is. And so for you listening in, if you find value in this podcast at all, I encourage you to screenshot this podcast, share it on your Instagram stories, on Facebook tag me in it so I can see it and connect with you 
write a review and leave your name. That always helps get the word out there so that other people can hear incredible, amazing stories about people who have an amazing history with God so we can encourage one another to be set apart in every sphere of influence on this earth. I love you guys so much. I hope you have an awesome day. And Tori, I'll see you on here again soon. I would, I would like that. <laughs> okay. I love you, girls. All right. Bye, love you, too.